This is the Millionaire Mompreneur Project, and I'm your host, Jesse Harris Bowen, Mama Five, author, speaker, and former professional 300 mile per hour world champion race car driver turned certified life and business growth strategist. It's my mission to take the mystery out of making money online so you can build both a profitable and sustainable business without sacrificing yourself or your family. Each week, I will be bringing you inspiring stories, intentional advice, and simple success strategies to empower your thoughts and actions so you can bust through whatever is holding you back and use it as fuel to turn your calling into your career and live a life more in tune with your dreams. If you're ready to ignite your faith, fulfillment, finances, and freedom to millionaire mompreneur status, let's get started. Hey friends, welcome back to the How She Built This series. I'm excited to share with you another amazing guest, Miss Teresa Beshwaite. She calls herself the Sudden Widow Coach. Now, we know that this is a series that we are going to share a little bit about how Teresa went from idea to income in her business, but sister friends, she's an amazing human. And she just has so much juicy goodness to share with us around, you know, some really, uh, excuse me, rough, painful life experiences. And it's how she's fallen into this, um, niche for coaching and it's beautiful and she's beautiful. And so without further ado, Teresa, I just want to thank you for being here today. And I would love it if you started by just introducing yourself, telling these women a little bit about your story, um, exactly what it is that you do and how you got into the world of entrepreneurship. And I don't know if I know this, if it's actually the same, like if you were an entrepreneur before what it is you're currently doing or not, but give us all the details, please. You're so kind. Thanks for having me, Jesse. It's such a, a pleasure for me to be here with you and your, your listeners. So I'm Teresa. I, um, my, this, this leg of my journey, I'll call it began in 2012 when my husband passed very suddenly, we were out of state, uh, celebrating our wedding anniversary, having lunch when his heart stopped beating. And despite my immediate efforts, um, you know, it was, it was not meant to be, there was not a, a moment where I had hope, um, at that point. And so, you know, literally in, in one breath or lack thereof, um, I became one of 11 million women, um, in this, in the U S who are widowed. And it's such a dividing line in your life. It literally divides your life to, between the before and the after. So, um, horrific experience. I, that was a Friday. I went to the funeral home and that stayed on Saturday. My family flew to me and drove me home Saturday night. And on Sunday I went to the funeral home here and that was my wedding anniversary and then picked a casket, um, on that day, which, which I, I tell this part of the story because it felt so cruel and horrific. And yet Jesse, that became the measuring stick for me for every other day of my life. Um, because I, I, you know, even if today might feel a little bit rough, which it doesn't, I'm thrilled to be here with you, but, but if a day feels a little bit rough, I go, Oh, but wait, it's not that day. Yes. And I can do this day. And maybe we all have that. Like maybe most people don't pick a casket on their, on their wedding anniversary, but everybody has that day. Don't they? That's just so hard. 
Yeah. And I don't know that anybody has ever actually thought about doing that, right? Like life itself is hard in general, whether we're talking about loss or just anything. And I think having that perspective, but actually not just the awareness in the moment, but choosing to create it as a regular return when you need that perspective is really important. I've never done that. I've never done that. I can name a lot of like my top three to five worst days of my life. And I wish that I had really chosen to kind of put my stick in the mud with them and say like on the days that I'm losing my mind and I'm crying just because it's been a hard day with the kids not listening. Oh, but remember when this day was, I actually didn't expect to take that from this. I love that point. God bless you. Like that's such a beautiful gift that we are all getting today already from Teresa and we're not even three minutes in. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Someone taught me that, by the way, someone taught me that it was a, a friend of mine who I didn't even know was a widower. He sat me down and he said, now, Teresa, you know, you'll use this work is nothing compared to this. The rest of your life will be nothing compared to this. So I, and, and I still have to call it up. Like it takes yeah. intentionality to call it up. Um, but, but we certainly can all do that. And it's a, it's also a gift with entrepreneurship, right? Um, yes. Because you can say, what feeling am I not willing to feel? Or do I really not want to feel what's some sort of discomfort I'd like to avoid today? And you go, oh, but wait, I've already felt the yeah. darkest darkness, um, which we can all say that like, we all have the darkest day of our life or a couple of days yep. that is our current darkest darkness. So compare that to your entrepreneurial journey and you say, oh, I don't want to feel if I write this copy and someone sends some, some ugly email, then I'll feel, um, whatever I'll feel sad, big deal, right. Yes. It, on a scale of one to 10, where 10 is the darkest darkness. What's that going to register at like a two, right? right. Yes. That's such a great example. I actually teach my clients, Teresa. Um, so I'm into branding, marketing and sales side of things. Right. So I teach my clients to not like to unapologetically just share, sell and, and not in a salesy sales way. Right. But once they're in, we serve first and then we sell because we, the only reason they're on our email list is they have, or we have something that they hope can help them. And we are, it's our job to help them determine if that's the case. And that means that I get unsubscribes from my email list every single day. And I get reply emails like you are so egotistical or you are yes, this. Yes, yes. Peace out, sister. I love you. Wishing you all the best. And I say that really, like it used to like appall me to the point where I wouldn't send emails a lot. Mm. Um, but so again, such a great perspective because in truth, what have you lost in that particular moment? Nothing. Yeah. So that's nope. beautiful. Nope. Nothing. Not a thing. I knew Jesse, when I was in the, that darkness that I, I didn't know how, but I knew I wanted to come back for the others who would come behind me and, you know, be a light, mm -hmm. um, for them. Even if it's just like a little candle in this complete and utter darkness, I knew I wanted to come back for the others. And I, I had no idea how I would do that. And I spent the first six years running from the pain. Cause I didn't know how to feel such horrific pain. And I thought time might heal. I kind of knew time didn't heal, but I thought, well, maybe we'll give it a shot anyway. Um, and I'll just keep running and I'll stay really busy. And then then we'll see what happens. Well, the truth is that those difficult feelings just chase you around. So six years later, 
I decided to, I could face the feelings. I discovered the tools of life coaching. It changed everything for me. And then that was the container by which I could go back for the others. And all I do when it comes to marketing is I just write a love letter to my best client because mm-hmm. you know what she's out here. She are out there and they need me. And, and if that repels people, that's okay. That's okay. Cause I'm willing to just go out and go get my best client. There's, there's that one person and it's always so much more than one, but there's that one person that really needs to hear you just pour into them. Mm -hmm. And if other people are, like you said, repelled by that, that's okay. In truth, a lot of my, um, and this is a true statistic, but we need to remember that even if they're repelled by that one particular uh, email, or they don't open a bunch of emails for a very long time, or so on, so you know, so on like that. That's okay too, because there will be a time when they will be in a space. Most likely, if they were ever on your email list for that thing that you do, there will be a time when they will reference back to that one particular email that they just didn't understand. Maybe, and they'll be like, "Oh, I get it." And even if they don't ever end up working with you, the point is you are making a difference in their life. If they are on that email list, I promise you, they are looking for help. Um, And if they don't read, this is why I tell my clients to always send at least one email a week, if not more, um, because, and this is like a really low uh, statistic, but it's like somebody has to see your email seven times before they actually open it and read it. And so if that means you're only sending one email a week, Technically, you might have to wait seven weeks to get a client. Like I, that's just not how we roll over here. Mm-hmm. And I know that a lot of people who are newbie entrepreneurs, and, and that's a good portion of who's listening today, that can scare them a little bit to really go all in and unapologetically just share and sell or call out specifically to their person. Like you said, really pour into that one best client so much so that they feel like you're in their head but that's what it takes to make it an entrepreneurship. Um, And I know that, you know, this tree. So, you know, we've talked a little bit about like every being strategic and all of the moves that we make in our business and, and that's what it takes. And whether it's entrepreneur or a nine to five, there is so many jobs, all jobs out there. You're never going to like everything hundred percent of the time. And so for me, because I love what's on the other side of me, sending all these emails and getting some unsubscribes, et cetera the opportunity to work with my dream client and transform their business and transform their lives. Life is totally worth it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so you have this amazing job. Oh, what a heavy job too. Like I can understand how it probably at first may have, like you knew you needed to do this, right? We're, we're all purpose-driven entrepreneurs listening here today. Like that I know for a fact on our, on our statistics. And it can feel extremely heavy to dig into something that caused this much pain for you, but it's, I'm assuming, um, I would, I don't know if this is actually what you would say, but for me, it's very much my calling and what I do now. And I will tell you growing my business from zero and even now still to the next level causes me pain. And it's a good pain because I know that there's something that I'm going to grow through and then it's going to help me to come out stronger on the other side and help my clients come out stronger on the other side. And I would assume it's somewhat healing for you to do what you do now. Is it? Well, if we keep the focus on our client and our ideal client, Jesse, they're out there hurting anyway. 
Yes. Yes. Better that I find them or, and Mm -hmm. they find me and I show up so that they can find me because they're already hurting. So it, it really, if we get out of our own way and get out of our own heads, right. It's about helping the people who are already hurting. I'm, I wish like, if I could bring their husbands back, you know, I would do it in a hot minute, but where I find them is having lost their husbands and I am going to go help them. And I'm going to create lots of value and value ahead of time. I'm going to teach everything I know and can reasonably write in a short post, right? It's all going to be out there because I want people to have results ahead of time. And when we do that, I don't, I don't think we should be stingy personally and hold anything back that you can reasonably teach. Yeah. Um, because if, if people have results ahead of time and they can transform just a little bit, they can see that ray of hope. They will come to you. Yeah. We teach the same thing to give one little mini transformation that that makes them recognize how beneficial it probably would be to work with you. Um, I actually, honestly, if anybody really was super resourceful, they probably could steal my entire proprietary method. If they piece together every podcast and every, um, you know, free resource and my old website pages and this, that, like, I, I love to over-deliver. And I also believe that's a reason I'm super successful because I don't just play that drop the breadcrumb trail, like with teasing you all about your true pain points. Ugh, I can't guys, I'm making the most disgusting face saying that I want to circle back around really quick to something that you said, because I heard it. And I know some people heard it, but some didn't. You said when you get out of your own head and you make it more about your client, that is one of the reasons why we struggle in entrepreneurship to make it is because we are so consumed with what it is that we want. We want affirmation. We want more clients. We want more money. Stop. I joke that I was so terrified to build the millionaire mompreneur brand because I thought people would be so focused on the fact that I had built seven figures and that, you know, that's all we're about here. No, I built the seven figures because I served first. That money was a byproduct. And that's why we are now moving to multi seven and eight figures with everything that we're doing. And I'm not ashamed to say that anymore because I know that it is not about me. It's how I show up for those women who need me and everything else, like the chips will fall where they may. And I'm totally okay with it. Yep. It's just a composite score. Like everybody has a lot of thoughts about um, money. I just sort of think money's good because women with money, we go do good things. Amen. It's fine to have money. And and I know you listening today, you don't want to just make money so that you can go on vacation or buy the new car or pay off the house. I know that. I know you want to go do good things in your community and you want to be able to invest into other, you know, foundations and programs. and, And so I'm like, I know that about you again. I know who you are almost better than you do. And so own that. As Teresa just said, women with money do big, amazing, good things. And I feel so blessed what I've been able to do, not only for myself and my family, but outside of that for others. Um, and I can't wait to make more money. Like I can't wait to make like just ridiculous amounts of money because of what I can do and want to do in the world. And I feel a bit limited right now. Amen. And and it's what you overcome, right? I feel like whatever your revenue is, is just a score. Just say it's a composite score and it indicates what you've had to overcome your growth, right? And so everyone's composite score looks different. The reasons we earn that is are all different, but if you just think of it as a score and you simply want to raise your score, 
by creating value in the world, by changing lives from what you've experienced and what you know, and what you can teach, go get it. Yeah. Go get it. Yeah. Amen. I love it. Um, so you've been doing this now, well, you said from 2012, to how many years have you been in this now? I've been widowed almost 10 years, but I only started coaching in 2020 who starts a business in a pandemic. I do. I do listen to you. I love it. Oh, God bless you. Um, that's okay. You know what? That's, um, in truth, I think that that just shows how resilient you are because you weren't doing it. Like if you honestly thought about the money, you might've been like, there's no money to be made right now, but you were just doing it because of the purpose behind it and because of the people who were suffering, who needed you. And that's why you've been blessed by it. So that's amazing. I love that. Um, I know what you're going to say to me right now. I was going to ask you your tip, but I know what your tip is going to be to help these women go from idea to income or from inconsistent months to consistent months. We already talked about it. You may have another tip too, but we already talked about it. I know you would say to make it more about them than yourself. Um, Do you have any other thoughts that maybe somebody needs to hear today on this topic? Because there are so many women here who they either have this great idea that they're scared and fearful to go do, or they are been at it, but they're struggling. Like I said, they're getting the random client here or there, but it certainly is not enough to show for all of the effort and that they're putting in. And, um, they really are looking for some consistency. Absolutely. Well, you, you know, they have you in their life, Jesse, and yeah. you could be their Roger Bannister, right? The, but, right. We all need someone uh, like a Roger Bannister who, who sets the bar even higher. And you can either use that against yourself or for yourself, yeah. right? You can say, Jesse did it. And that must mean that of course I can do it too. Yeah. So surround yourself virtually or otherwise with people who are doing it, who are showing up who are focusing on the potential client out there, who's hurting, who are delivering results ahead of time and, um, believe that you can too, and just show up, just help the hurting. That's all. Amen. You know, one of the things that I want to point out is, you know, not only did you start a business in a pandemic, but I hear in my world so very often, well, it's already been done a hundred thousand times before. Why would somebody choose me? And that's a lot of what I teach. I teach them how to stand out from all the others. Right. But it's so hard for them to really understand that that means they're going to have to show up and treat it like a real job too. You know, that means that you can't just do this as a side hustle. And actually I joke, I don't even treat my business like a job. I actually treat my business like the seven figure business long before it ever was one, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is I know what this is going to be when I was making no money, when I was crying tears on my kitchen floor, when I was spending way more than I was making. And I finally one day said enough of this. Like I can continue to, like you said, see everybody else's successes. Like they're just always going to be a step ahead of me. They're always going to be a step ahead of me. They're always going to be a step ahead of me or say like, Hey, I can do that too. And at some point I'm going to be a step ahead of somebody else. Like it's the only place that is my starting point is right now today and every day. And so I want people to hear that. And I actually have clients. I have, I have a client who started with me brand new in the project management business. And she literally came to me. She's like, I know that I want to do this. Um, but she 
said, there's just too many other amazing people out there. And she started rattling off names and she's like, I don't know how I could ever do it in a way that stood out from them. And she said, but I'm committed. If you can show me, I said, that's exactly what I teach. And I'm like, so transparent. So I tell my clients before they become clients, this is the business model I'm going to walk you through. If this feels right to you and what you're looking for, then I'll teach you the exact step-by-step how I'll give you the scripts, the templates, and so on. I'll hold your hand. And she was like, I really, I don't believe this, but I got to do it. Cause I just, it feels, it feels so right. Got to do it. And she came in and went from zero to a hundred thousand dollars in four weeks. <laughs> and she came to one of my live group coaching calls. I didn't know this had happened. She just trusted the process and did it. And she was telling me, I've got a couple calls. I got this. I'm going to clap. Blah, blah. And she got on our live group coaching call. And she's like, so we do champagne Friday. Like we're always celebrating our big wins, our little wins. And she's like, So guys, I just need you to understand that even if you have no idea how this is possible for you, trust the process. You're here for a reason. Trust the process, go all in and just borrow Jesse's belief in you because she wouldn't have sold you into this program. If she didn't think it was right for you, I just, that's who I am. And they all know that. And, uh, I made a hundred thousand dollars in four weeks. Like she said it, like it was nothing. And I just said, I'm sorry. What would you say? How much? (laughs) And I mean, she went on to make much more than that in our 90 days together. And it was just insane. And so like I told her, I go that she was by far my, my quickest uh, success story, but I told her, I said, thank you, because this is something that so many people need to see. You sat and waited and sat and waited because you thought there's too many others. And I helped her figure out how to make her stand out with a unique proprietary method and framework, right? That was hers and why people would want her over others. And she ran with it. And that's why you're so amazing because nobody can connect with your movement, right, Teresa? Like you can because of your personal experiences, because of what you have identified as how they will heal. And same thing to all of you listening, my friends, you do have a unique way of doing something, even if you don't necessarily know what that is yet, then maybe you do need somebody to help pull it out of you. Yep. You have your experiences, you have your voice. Sometimes just the way we say things Mm. is unique. And that is exactly what our future clients needed to hear. And it comes exactly when they need to hear it. That's assuming that we show up, right? The more that we show up and use our voice and use our experiences and say it in the way that we would, the more that we can help people and the more revenue grows. Yeah. It's so true. And it's one of the reasons why we wanted to have this series because actually so very many of you are extremely close to me, very similar, right. In alignment. And so you are saying some of the same things that I say, but it's going to hit someone else differently when they hear you say it, especially when you're attaching your story to it. You know, a lot of people, um, hate the cliche quote of, right. They say facts sell and, or facts tell, excuse me, and stories sell. And it's true because honestly, I cannot remember ever a statistic or, or anything like that perfectly, but I can remember that story that emotionally connected me to somebody. And I'm like, okay, cool. Remember that gal, Teresa, that came on the Millionaire Mompreneur Project. And she told us that her worst day was on her wedding anniversary, picking out a casket for her husband. Holy camoly, who am I to be thinking that my day is bad right now? You know, they're going to remember your story and hopefully now create in their mind an awareness of what their worst day is. Cause that could be truly truly game-changing in anything in their life or business. And that was just, um, that was great. I loved it. Mm, 
Teresa, you're amazing. Thank you so much, Jesse. It's such a pleasure to be here with you. You are so welcome. We, we adore you. Can you tell our listeners today where they can connect with you? Please, please, please. Absolutely. I'm at the suddenwidowcoach.com. I recently wrote a book called life reconstructed. I hope it's, it's for the grieving. It's also for the people who love them and want to understand them and show up for them better. Um, so yeah, the book's on Amazon and I'd love, if you read it, I'd love to, I'd love to hear from you. Oh, I'm so glad you shared that it is specifically as well for that person who loves them and wants to take care of them. I, a lot of you who are listening today and, and Teresa does know, I, I think I had mentioned it to you that my husband had gone through a pretty crazy cancer journey and, um, he's doing very well now, but we really were looking at the end. We, we believed it and we were being told that, and it was extremely hard. And somebody bought me a book that was, um, I don't know if I'll remember the name of it, but it was like help for the caretaker or something mm-hmm. hope for the caretaker. Mm-hmm. And it was so, um, moving for me to be able to number one, be seen, but number two, to then know how to even show up for my loved one who is experiencing that as well. And so I already know several people I could recommend your book to who are not only personally experiencing the loss, um, but who has a loved one who just feels so hopeless. That's what I say always. I'm sorry, guys. I know we're just talking, but I say this all the time. It's been the hardest thing for me with losing people in my life who, um, when my father passed, it hurt me. It was so hard to take care of my mother. And when her mother and father died, it hurt me so much on how to take care of her appropriately. And, um, I would absolutely love to read that book and I look forward to it. So, well, it's just more evidence, right? It was the book I needed, but hadn't been written when I was in that darkness. And so it's just a little bit more encouragement for all of us to show up and write the book you needed when you didn't have it and you needed it the most. That's how we can use our voices. Yeah. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Teresa. Absolutely loved having you. My pleasure. (laughs) 